This is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 690. Danielle, we're getting ready to hit another milestone. Number 700. Glory be to God. If you keep on going on for God and don't quit, you'll reach some milestones. God will allow you to celebrate some milestones. We celebrated one last night. The 200th Treasury of David devotional uh, podcast. Which is quite popular, by the way. To my surprise. (laughs) You people have fooled me, buddy, I tell you. Uh, We have people who, they may not listen to all of the other podcasts, but they're going to listen to the Bible podcast. They're going to listen to uh, the um, Charles Spurgeon's uh, Morning and Evening. They're going to listen to the Treasury of David, Treasury of David devotional podcast. And, and many people listen to the whole thing because my son puts it all together into the standing between the living and the dead devotional service, uh, which is hard work. And he puts it, uh, he put, he's, uh, he's already put together over 900, I think. And, uh, and there are people who listen to the whole thing, evidently. They just sit back and listen to the whole thing. And we're glad to do it for them and for the glory of God. This is where I read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique standpoint, rather this unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 13, verses 24 through 34. Shall we pray, my beloved? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at your right hand, I praise you and I thank you for the privilege of prayer, the power of prayer, the purpose of prayer, the peace that comes through prayer. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at your right hand, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. I praise you and I thank you for your mercy, your love, and your grace. And uh, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for being a God so obviously powerful, but yet so humble. And uh, Lord, if you will allow me to say so lowly in your mindset, and so full of meekness. And 
because of that people do not understand you are the God who will judge this world as well in your wrath. So Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. I praise you and I thank you tonight for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this uh, amazing Thanksgiving week. I praise you and I thank you for allowing me and my family to see another Thanksgiving week. And thank you, Lord, for giving us 31 great Thanksgivings down through the years. And I thank you, Lord, for giving me precious memories of them. Lord, these precious memories are so amazing, so vivid. Lord, uh, I feast on them when you cause them to come through my mind. And Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us in my family, in this audience, in this country, and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our sins. For those of us who are saved in this country and around the globe, crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us tonight. And fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. To love right, live right, think right, and do right, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin, even tonight. For those of us who are saved, for those of us who are saved, Lord, you have put something in us or somebody in us to make that prayer work and be answered. For those who are lost, like my wife, Marika White, she has nothing on the inside of her that will help her uh, to say no to disobedience and rebelliousness. Uh, as far as I know and as far as I can see, uh, over the past 35 years and a few days. So Holy Father God, open her blinded eyes, unstop her deaf ears. And uh, Lord, help her to humble herself and uh, truly get saved and renounce false religion of the past or being slipped a mickey by the devil. 
And Lord, help her to become a new creature tonight. Make her a new creature tonight. Do the same for her mother, her aunts, her siblings. My mother, my siblings and family members. And Lord, I thank you for the privilege of leading my seven children here to you at the age of seven. And uh, I pray that at the same time as they're under great temptation because of all of the good you led them to do and you uh, helped them to do for your kingdom, which they don't understand it, but the works that they did throughout their time in my house are still impacting the world even to this day. All of their writings, all of their editing, not only for our books, but other people's books in ministry across the country and around the globe. All of the thousands of podcasts, all of the thousands of videos, all of the live services. To this day, they don't understand that the devil hates them for helping me. And now that they are grown, the devil can attack them, whereas he could not attack them that much while under, um, while at home and being young. And so open their blinded eyes and stop their ears and help them to see what is going on, that the devil is seeking to destroy them and strip them of all of the victories that they have won uh, because of this demonic spirit of wokeism. Deceptionism is what it is. And so, Lord, help my children to examine themselves and make sure that they're saved uh, and that they will not be like some of the elect who will even be deceived if possible. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of my wife, Marika White, and uh, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of other family members, people here who may have a similar situation going on in their family, I hope not break all Judas generational curses off of my children. I'm coming down from my wife's side of the family. Coming down from my side of the family. Break the generational curse of fornication and adultery and uh, sexual sins. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would uh, indeed help us all to truly humble ourselves so that we can be more like you. Help us to be meek like you and help us to pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways 
and repent of our sins and get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning in this country and around the globe. Draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, thank you, Lord, for blessing me with that strange ability, strength, and grace to even take pleasure in persecutions, trials, tribulations, troubles, tests, temptations, and tensions. Lord, I didn't know where that, what that was before as I tried to explain it to people, but now I know. I read your word before, but I didn't understand it before. Now I understand it, and I thank you for not only uh, being able to take pleasure in those things, but to glory in those things, and at the same time be cheerful going through those things. It's all because of you, Lord, as, as you know, uh, and, I'm, and I believe you want us to make sure we know where it comes from, because you already know that. And I thank you for it. And Holy Father God, at the same time, I thank you for the liberty to pray that you deliver me all, deliver me from it all as you see fit, keeping uh, intact that which I need to have in my life to keep me humble and not uh, to get puffed up with the revelations, the insight, the wisdom, the knowledge that you give me from heaven uh, that has led me throughout my life and delivered me throughout my life down through the years. And so, Holy Father God, at the same time, deliver us, Lord, from all of our distresses and afflictions. Deliver us, Lord, from devilish Judas people in the family and outside of the family. Deliver us from this pumped-up, devilish, foolish Judas persecution. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And, Lord, I pray tonight the prayer that you gave me to pray before the coronavirus hit that I believe has been used to uh, not only bless and protect my family and even my wife, uh, Marika White, uh, from falling for the woke demonic foolishness or the demonic woke foolishness of uh, her aunts and her mother and other people. Uh, Even she knew somehow, and I I believe with all my heart because of you, 
somehow she knew it was nothing but some fake foolishness. Fake foolishness. And uh, something that she probably would have failed for 25 years ago. And, uh, but you prevented her from doing that to my uh, amazement. And with ease. With ease. And so I, I will pray it again tonight. For it has worked wonders for us and for others. God prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us for uh, celebrations and tragedies. Celebrations like we enjoyed this week. And tragedies as well. Prepare us for that. And you have done so. And I thank you. And Lord, prepare us for weddings and funerals. And Lord, prepare us for life and death. For all of these things are coming our way. Coming the way of everybody else as well. So help them to pray the same prayer. And Lord God in heaven, deliver us tonight from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles, and difficulties that we're facing. And Lord, I thank you for something that I pointed out to my wife uh, today very succinctly. And that is, as long as we are relaxing and lying down together and eating and uh, stuff like that, we really don't have any issues. Uh, every now and then, maybe, something may come up. Uh, but it is all, uh, the negativity uh, starts every time right before this service and right before any service we have or right before prayer, during prayer, or after prayer. The devil hates for me to lead her in prayer. The devil has always hated us for 35 years. He hated me for doing that and, uh, and he hates these services. That's when she starts to act up. That's the only time. If, I, if we didn't have these services, 90% uh, of the bad attitude and the uh, trying to hinder the service would not even, uh, we would not even see that happening. But Lord, I thank you for that. It's a good sign that we're, we're ha we are having a, an impact. Uh, the devil's also mad about things we put in the publications. And so, um, help my children understand that. Help us to keep that in mind. Help my wife to keep that in mind. So that, oh Lord, while we're serving you, we can have uh, less disruptions and things that have to be dealt with and rebuked. And Holy Father God, you already know about all of this. You showed it to me. 
uh, and uh, you have blessed me like you blessed others uh, to not be ignorant of the devil's devices. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight, thank you also for remembering mercy, love, and grace while you rebuke us and chastise us in your church. And Lord, I, I will admit, if no one else will admit, we are the worst Laodicean church in the history of the world. And I'm almost sure you have spewed us out of your mouth, uh, the, so, the church, so-called church. Uh, and uh, you're not pleased. But thank you for your mercy, love, and grace. And thank you, Lord, for allowing things to be as well as they are. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight once again that you will bless and protect my children where they are uh, in the beautiful mansion uh, and uh, protect us, uh, protect all of my children in the various, uh, in uh, the place that they're living and the place that we're living and all of your saints and all of the people in this audience. Holy Father God, protect us from ourselves, our flesh and the devil and the demons of hell. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And have all that we do and say tonight to be done for your glory, your praise and honor, for the glory, praise, and honor of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who humbly and meekly and lovingly, graciously and, lo and mercifully did what he did for us by dying on the cross for our sins was buried and rose on the third day. God have mercy upon us who name the name of Christ, who say that we're saved but don't act like it. Forgive us of our wicked sins, of not obeying your great commandment and your great commission. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Thus saith the Lord at 1 Kings chapter 13, verses 24 through 34. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way, and slew him, and his carcass was cast in the way. And the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way, 
and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And when the prophet that brought him back from the way heard thereof, he said, It is the man of God who was disobedient unto the word of the Lord. Therefore the Lord hath delivered him unto the lion which hath torn him and slain him. According to the word of the Lord, which he spake unto him. And he spake to his sons, saying, Saddle me the ass. And they saddled him. And he went and found his carcass cast in the way, and the ass and the lion standing by the carcass. The lion had not eaten the carcass, nor torn the ass. And the prophet took up the carcass of the man of God and laid it upon the ass and brought it back. And the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. And he laid his carcass in his own grave, and they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother. And it came to pass, after he had buried him, that he spake to his sons, saying, When I am dead, then bury me in the sepulchre, wherein the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying which he cried by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel, and against all the houses of the high places, which are in the cities of Samaria, shall surely come to pass. After this thing, Jeroboam returned not from his evil way, but, but made again of the lowest of the people priests of the high places, whosoever would, he consecrated him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. And this thing became sin unto the house of Jeroboam, even to cut it off and to destroy it from off the face of the earth. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we know one of the reasons why we know this is your holy word because uh, none of this could be made up. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for your holy word. How powerful it is. And help us, Lord, to respect it more. Love it more, cherish it more, obey it more. Live by it more, apply it to our lives more. Teach it more, preach it more, and preach the Holy Gospel from it more. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen. I feel like singing, but I can't.
all I can say is glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down, burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. I feel better, so much better, since I laid my burden down. I feel better, so much better, since I laid my burden down. Okay, you can you can give me some applause if you want to. God bless you. It was a blessing to me, I can tell you that. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1028, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, it is my prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God and from the eternal burning hell by believing in Jesus Christ who said these the most important words in the history of the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life If you have not truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you came in a little bit later tonight and you didn't hear the gospel, that is the gospel in a nutshell. 
church membership can't save you. Working in the church, serving the Lord, so to speak, can't save you. Only believing in the Lord can save you, and we ought to serve the Lord if we are saved, not to get saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save you right now. Just say, Holy Father God, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. Have mercy and grace upon my soul, as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Today, beloved, we're reading Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me? Uh, that was, dear friends, Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost of God and the Bible knowledge commentary. After years of silence in Nazareth, Jesus appeared among those listening to John's preaching and presented himself as a candidate for baptism. Only Matthew recorded John's opposition to this act. I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? This is not on this level, but this is an illustration uh, for you to grasp this a little bit better. When I was a Bible college student, uh, in an accredited uh, university, I was not familiar with critiquing the professor, and so in my ignorance, when the professor at the end of the class told the class, okay, everybody, uh, uh, here's a form that I want to give you where you can critique me or where you can, he was a Greek teacher. And it was all Greek to me. Uh, and I, I needed some some extra help with Greek. Uh, and so I, I passed the class, but barely. And so I was sitting there and I protested because he was a well-known Greek teacher. Well-known. And I knew he was well-known. 
and I was glad to be under his teaching. I ran back and I said out loud to the whole class and to him, Professor so-and-so, I'm unworthy to critique you. I'm unworthy to give you a grade. And I meant I meant it. In my ignorance, I meant it. I didn't know what they were talking about. Some of the other people started filling out the form, and then they stopped when I started talking. I said, I, I'm unworthy. Basically, I said the same thing John the Baptist was saying. I'm unworthy to judge you. I'm your student. I mean, I wax eloquent. And uh, I'm your student. And you are here to teach me. I dare not fill out the form. And I didn't fill the form out. And that, that probably helped me to get a good grade and to get out of there, too. See, one of the things I learned about going to classes in the traditional fashion, if you show up and respect the teacher, you'll pass the class. If you just do, do, do what you're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do now. And you'll get, a good, you'll get a good grade if you turn up, come to class on time, preferably before time, and respect the teacher. And, uh, and, and, and one of the things I, I love to do when it came down to testing, I wanted to be there early. As soon as the teacher gives out the tests, I want my tests. And uh, I was geared up and ready. ready at least to pass the test. I may not have learned everything, but I, at least to pass the test, I studied for that test. You know why? Because uh, with my proud self, I want to walk out to class early. Yes, sir. Look at me real good. I want to be one of the first. I want to be with the white girl who, or the white uh, smart boy or the Indian boy or Chinese boy because they they, I saw them getting up real fast. And, uh, pardon me, I saw them, they'll take the test, 30 questions, bam, 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 they up and out. Even if the class is not over, they're going to get some water, they're going to get a break, it's over with. I said, I like that. So let me try to be like these kids. And, but I studied hard the night before when I came to that class, I did, some, sometimes I didn't even bring a book. So arrogant, so proud. See if you know if you know the test, huh? If you know the answers, put them down and get on up. That's how I was, and I took pride in that. I, I, I'm ashamed to say it, but uh, it wasn't that way in that Greek class, no sir, no sir. And he, I just found favor in the sight of the priest. If I said his name right now, you would know him. And it was all Greek to me. The truth of the matter is, my my oldest son Daniel White the Fourth, he grabbed he he grasped Greek as a child better than I did as an adult. That's a shame to say, but it's true. And he helped he helped me with my sermons for many years 
uh, based upon, he, he even read the Institutes by Calvin, which we're not Calvinists, but that was a great exercise for him. And so he understood theology very well. And so he could write, sometimes God will give me a message, and this is a fact. I'll give him just the idea, the sketch of it, and within 15 minutes you have the sermon ready. Why? Because he understood theology and he understood Greek. He, to he told me he was going to be a preacher when he was a child. I, and I, I, uh, I tried to discourage that because, see, just because I'm a preacher doesn't mean you have to be a preacher. I don't believe in that. I made that clear to all of my children. And you're not a prophet for sure. See, you've got to be called to do what I'm doing. You've got to be called. See, that's why we have lost, what, 70% of the preachers out, pastors out there? They were never called in the first place. And we have one uh, devilish preacher who is a volunteer out here confusing people. Not called. That's right. And so, uh, and I, I'm, I don't feel like saying his name tonight. But his name is Andy Stanley. He is a volunteer. He's not called. But uh, my son, my oldest son, Daniel, the fourth, he knows Greek well. And uh, he, he, he knows, uh, he read the whole book on Calvin, Institute, Institutes of Calvin, or whatever you call them. I had the same book in, my, in, 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 in the house with me, and I didn't read it. <laughs> it's too much. Too much. And uh, but he read it all the way through, and he got he got, he got great understanding of it. And so it was easy for him as a youngster to to put sermons together. And my son, uh, my baby son Daniel Zika, who did not, he, he told me up front as soon as he came out the womb, I'm not called to preach. He told me as a little boy, no sir. And he told me that straight up. And so, however, he took up the mantle. When my oldest son left, he didn't study Greek, and he did not uh, uh, read Calvin, uh, but he's done a comparable job for the glory of God, and I thank the Lord for that. But that's how I was with this great Greek teacher, and this is how John the Baptist was. Not only John the Baptist did this, but Peter did it. And at the time when Jesus had to tell Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. See, you sound, you know, what you're saying is good, but it's, it's the devil behind it. Have you ever been around people like that? They are saying something good, but you know it's the devil behind it. That's what was happening. Anyway, John recognized Jesus did not fit the requirements for his baptism because he had never sinned. He had nothing to repent of. <laughs> You know, John was taken aback by this. I know this man here is the Son of God. He's never sinned, and so therefore he has nothing to repent of. I'm baptizing God. For all you pastors who like to brag that you baptize a movie star, a Hollywood star. Well, John the Baptist baptized the Son of God. You can't touch that. I can tell you that. Since his baptism was for repentance from sin. Of what did Jesus have to repent? He had never 
sinned. 2 Corinthians 5.21, Hebrews 4.15, 7.26, 1 John 3.5, Jesus never sinned. So he could not be officially entering into John's baptism, even though he was seeking to be baptized by John. Some feel Jesus was confessing the sins of the nation, as Moses did, Ezra did, and I'm going to add Samuel did, and Daniel had done on previous occasions. However, another possibility is suggested in Matthew 3.15, and we will deal with that on next time. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, thank you so much for your enlightening word. Thank you, Lord, that we are able to read it and to grasp it, to understand it better, and to comprehend it. In a practical sense, Lord, help us to obey it, to live by it, and apply it to our lives, to teach it, to preach it, and to preach your holy gospel from it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friends, we are back in the family segment where God commands the wife, God commands the husband, God commands the children, God commands the parents, and God commands everybody. And even tells you how to, con- how to keep the devil out of your family. Ephesians chapter 5. You get all of that in chapter 6. You get all of that in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. So if you want to have a family that will survive the attacks and the wiles of the devil, then you better read this passage. And because we're so depraved, listen to me very carefully, you people need to get this. We are so depraved, so evil, so wicked, so ungodly, this is one of the reasons why God tells us to pray without. That's how ungodly we are. That's how wicked we are. He tells us to pray without ceasing. He tells us to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. God commands us in the Old Testament and in the New Testament to read his word, to study his word. And we need to do that every day. Somebody asked Moody, why do you pray all of the time? Why, why do you read the Bible all the time? Because I, he said, I leak. I leak. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit all of the time. I need to read the Bible all of the time because I leak and you leak too. And so God is commanding husbands. Ephesians 5, 25 through 32. We read the whole section last night. Husbands, love your wives. That is commandment number one for the husband, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, the commandment is very simple. Men, love your wives. It doesn't matter what kind of wife you have. If you're married to her, under God, okay, and we're not talking about somebody else's wife, meaning divorced and remarried, 
And why is it that many divorced people want to marry somebody else who's been divorced? That is, quite frankly, I know some of you, especially you women, don't like it. That's nasty. See, that's, that's probably one of the reasons why God does not want you to do it. That's nasty. And I don't know why, I don't know why a man would want to be with another woman who's been with another man, particularly in a marriage situation. Son, there's nothing you're going to be able to teach that woman. I can tell you that right now. That man has done everything with her and to her that he could possibly do. And you want to follow all of that? I don't know why men want to marry women who uh, are not virgins and who uh, have been prostitutes and who got two and three and four children by two and three and four different men. I, I don't care if you like it, people. It's, it's, it's nasty. It's filthy. Uh, it ought not to be done. You see. And, and, and there are men who are just hell-bent on marrying that kind of woman. They feel, I guess, so low and so, so, uh, uh, feel like nothing that they can just, you know, they have no, they have no value in themselves. They're just going to marry the first one that come flying by. But what you don't understand, the woman, the man who opened her up and started her off, and especially the husband, she's never going to forget that man. And while you're trying to do something with her, she's thinking about that man. That is not, it's not like, she's not like a man. I don't care if you all like it or not, you sweet evangelicals. You know I'm telling the truth. See? And uh, she's never going to forget her first, whereas a man can forget his first. And it's a shame before God that he can, but he can. Uh, a woman is not going to forget. Listen to me. Listen to me, my friend. You sweet, kind, loving, nice, uh, you sweet, nice, loving man you are. Let me tell you something. That woman is not going to ever forget her first husband. Ever. It's impossible. You, I know you think that you're gonna make you're gonna love her so much, you're gonna make her forget her first husband. That's not happening, Jack. And you're going in, uh, losing the game, and you're going to lose the game if you think that way. Now, in a situation like a woman, her, a woman's husband died, and she didn't kill him. She's a widow, a bona fide widow. And then you're free to, according to the scripture, you're free to marry her. And God is involved with that. So you're still not going to make her forget her husband. And you ought not to want her to forget her husband. Told me, I'm going to love you so much, I'm going to make you forget your first husband. You're not going to do that. I don't care what she says, you're not going to do that. That's not how women are wired. Men are not supposed to be that way, but we we are that way because most many men are dogs. Anyway, okay, many, not all. And and but and that's not the only reason why. 
for thousands of years, men have been able to handle two and three and four and five and six, seven, eight women and a thousand concubines. So, now I'll let you know. And, and I know, I, and let me just be honest with you, I know for a fact uh, I, could, I could handle uh, 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 what they call it, a harem. I can handle a, a, a wife number one, wife number two, wife number three, wife number four, wife number five. Only reason why I am not trying to do that is because I don't believe God is going to bless me for doing that in this day and time. And I don't want to do anything that's going to take away my blessings because I like being blessed and I like the favor of God. But in my heart, I can love many women. I have no problem with that. And, th and that's probably because of how evil I am. No doubt. Because in the beginning, Jesus Christ said, and even edited Moses, it was not so. Okay, men. So love the one you're with. Love the one wife and, and, and be honest like I'm honest about it. I, I, I can handle three or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine women. Love to have a woman a night. A different woman a night. In the flesh, I would love that. be fine with me. But it's not fine with God. That's my problem, see. It's not fine with God. That's the, don't, that's the thing with me and I fear God. And so I'm not going to do that. And it seems it seems fine to me, but see, I, I've never. Uh, well, let me put it this way: uh, it can cause some problems down the road. See that I, I have not. I don't know. Just because it seems right does not mean it is right. And so God does not want you to love somebody else's wife, especially when you didn't love the first wife, you didn't love the second wife. And now you want to love this man's wife here with five children. And, and now you claim you want to love his children. And they're like, Negro, whether you're white or black, Negro, please. Please. That's just a, that, that's a disaster. I was lying down resting today and I flipped the channels and you know, I, I like that woman. I don't think she's a good actor in this show. Angela Bassett. I like Angela Bassett. Uh, she's a, a real black woman. And I say that in a good way. I, I, I respect her and her talent and her gutsiness. I don't care for her in this show. She just seems so off, off base. And so, she and her black husband, first husband, I guess, her husband, or whatever it is, I don't know what it is going on on that show. I, I'm not keeping up with the show, but uh, I, I was flipping the channel and they were playing it. And uh, so, her black husband, I guess was her first husband, and, and their son was cutting the food. And she and he and they had already agreed not to hit their children and so forth and so on. Uh, I don't know where that you know, came from. Yeah, the black father said because how we we didn't want to raise our children the way we were raised, but the boy was disrespectful to his father, to his mother, 
and even to her new husband, her white husband, and just talking back and talking to them like he was equal with them, practicing the sin of reductionism. <laughs> and the black southern mother came out of Angela and Bass and she backhanded him, slapped him. And the black husband and the white husband, instead of standing up with her, they both looked at her like she committed murder. My whole point is, it was just awkward. You got the boy's father here, and this other man with you who's now married you. I guess she, he's married. I saw them hug, and he pecked on the cheek. I said, well, I guess she, they're married now, whatever. That's the kind of mess you got to deal with. That's some awkward mess. And not too many people, not too many men can deal with it. Oh, oh the uh, flighty little wife who's in between the two men, you know, she's done had sex with this man over here and knows him, and now she's with this other man and knows him, and he, she has the children, so she has the power and the money. And... Uh, uh, but see, the the father of the children, and 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 and, and tell me, y'all gonna have Thanksgiving together together, and and then drop off the children here. And then I'm gonna take the children in the evening, and you wanna take the children about ten minutes earlier, and then a Negro who's not the father of whether he's black or white, uh, not the father of the children, but 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 he is the significant other of your former wife. Say something about it. no no no. Uh, uh, Bob, now we agreed on 5 o'clock, so we have 10 more What? <laughs> These are my children, man. Uh, and then he looks, at, he looks at the wife, the former wife, who's now hooked up with this other man. Uh, you better tell him something. Hey, girl. Uh -huh, look here. Don't you call my uh, woman a girl. She's a girl. Nigga, I, I, nigga what? I was married to this girl for 20 years. And then it's on now. The other Negro who has no stake in the family. So he goes to throwing fish and said, come on outside. Then the other one said, come on outside. Come on outside. Come on outside. And, and he's got a gun. Because he was, he was, he was packed, packed and ready to go anyway. Because he, he doesn't like his children being under this joker. See, most men can't handle that. Women, I tried to tell you. Are you crazy? That's why on Thanksgiving Day, this is a true story in the news. I believe the man, the man was killed. One man was killed in a what? What? A pickup. Trying to share Thanksgiving. Y'all all in the right, all in the same town doing this foolishness. I want the children half the day on Thanksgiving. We worked it out with the judge and, and joke a man over here who laying up with you. He ain't the father. He's trying to tell me what time I can pick my children up. See, this does not compute in a father's mind. Uh, uh, I, uh, see, that's when the man is, especially if he's not saved, he's going to lose his mind up in here. He's going to lose his mind up here. And the, and the woman who does not have the mind of a man and of a father, she's a trying to think it's all right and let's just make the best of it and so forth. And so, uh, no, 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 woman, you don't understand. I want my children right now. And I double dog dare 
that nigga over there had to say anything to me. I'm just telling you what the people said. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the people said. Now, don't, don't blame me. But that's what's going to happen. And then the then the the so-called sweet little wife she said, I'm gonna call Pastor Johnson. You call her whoever you want. You better call on uh, somebody else. Because uh, it's getting ready to get nasty up in here. If my children are not gonna pack if my children don't have their backpacks and stuff on them and their uh, jackets on them within the next uh, couple of minutes. And going out of the car. That's going to be a problem. You say preacher. That's so unchristian. It may be unchristian. But it happened on this past Thanksgiving. Multiple times. Because a man is jealous. Just like God is jealous. And, and it's okay for a man to be jealous for his wife and his children. And let me tell you something else on the flip side of that. This new man is not going to make her forget that man. Her husband. Or the man she was with. Common law husband or whatever. Never. And she's never going to forget what they did together. Never. Uh, you can, she, can, she can say what she wants to say. And you can say what you want to say. That man has been places uh, in her body you will never reach, boy. Never. And she, he's done things with her you, you don't even know because she's not going to tell you what they did. But she will remember it. And a woman's memory is better than a man's in this regard. But let me tell you the flip side of it. That's going to always be his wife as far as he's concerned. Always. You don't believe it? Go ahead and, 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 and uh, hit her, abuse her. You're going to find out. I'm just going to tell you what the man's going to say. Where, where's the nigga at now? I mean, he's going to say it very calmly. He's going to say it very calmly. Okay. Because <laughs> that's when they get calm, when they sound calm like that, when, when a Negro sounds calm like that right there, you're in trouble. Because she, cause she's going to call him. She shouldn't call him. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Dennis, look here. My new husband and I, we're having some problems. I told you, see, I told you you're going to have problems. Look at that. Yeah, but see, he pulled a knife out on me last night and threatened to kill me like a chicken. Do you hear me? Then, so what happens is he's going to get silent on the other end. Looking like this. Uh, did you hear me, Dennis? Because she's talking low. Because he's in the other room. Yeah, I heard you. Where's the nigga at right now? Oh, he's at the house? Okay. He's going to hang up. He's not going to say anything. He's on at that point. 
And please, 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 who is that? James Brown said, please, please. Nobody can say James. Nobody can say please like James Brown. Please, please, don't even touch the children that grow. Uh-uh. You say when they when they move their head down like that, they got out like that. Nigga, uh-huh. don't you don't you ever touch my children. Don't do that. When they try to say it nice like that, don't do that. Don't ever do that, man. Now the real forward men, they're gonna say that up front when everything goes down and you trying to get with my wife and all of that. They're gonna say that up front. And I think that's the best time to say it. Because if one of my children tell me you touch them for anything, I don't want you to hug them. I don't want you to kiss them. I don't want you to do nothing. Never, never, never. Warn him up front. And the man who's still jealous of his wife, he's going to tell that joke, look here. All right, now, my wife and I had some problems. Now, all of a sudden, I guess y'all going to get together. Look here, if you ever harm her or hurt her, you're going to hear from me. They're going to say, Jalea, with a face straight like that. Okay, you're going to hear from me. That's going to be said privately. She's not going to know anything about it. Because he does not want her to know he still cares. I'm just going to tell you, I'm just telling you how it's going to go down. You people are doing crazy stuff. Stupid stuff. And I feel sorry for you women who married divorced men. Oh my soul. You, you, have, got, you have jumped out of the frying pan into the fire. Trying to be grown. And you don't even know what you're doing. So I think I've said all that I need to say tonight. And so, my dear friends, let's pray for others. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you will save those families that are lost, revive those families that are saved, and help them all to simply obey your holy word when it comes down to marriage. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you would comfort the millions who are hurting still from the coronavirus plague. People do not want to admit it, but many people are still suffering from it. Some are suffering from it mentally. Some are suffering from it physically. Some are suffering from it emotionally. Uh, Some people are still suffering from it because of the deaths in the family. Some people lost entire families to it because of our gung-ho, wicked, depraved flesh and pride. We in America uh, forget all about these things, foolishly forget about the people who lost whole families from the coronavirus plague. Millions have died. 
comfort these people and comfort Lord the people uh, the few people that we're going to pray over by name here tonight we pray Lord for the family and friends of Idaho resident Baldemar Vasquez we pray for the family and friends of Colorado resident Charles Bayless we pray for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident Michael Krumrein II and Holy Father God we pray now for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests we pray for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years and Lord we pray and we thank you for the thousands of prayer requests that you have answered and Lord we pray also that you will bless all of these people those who are saved save those who are lost with salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. And protect them from the coronavirus plague and all other plagues. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. And we join him in thanking you for the vibrant worship service and for the addition of new members to your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for the soul saved, restored, and delivered lives changed and people healed. Thank you for blessing the prayers and hearing and answering the prayers for the nation's event. Thank you for the ministry opportunities through the Board of Management of Starlight High School. Thank you for the worship services at Kamban Jinji Soya and Nashanda and for the Bungoma GBF Regions Region Pastors Meeting going well. Please bless them as they fast and pray. Deliver them from drought and famine. Please give gracious favor to greater harvests. Heal Dora's knees. Deliver Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. Please provide them with Bibles for new souls, basics, for orphans and widows, food and water, ministry, resources, and provide for the upcoming women and youth conferences in December. Lord, we pray for Octave. Please deliver him from spiritual blockage in his life and from the evil packs made by his family members. We pray for Kristen. Please heal her hip. Bless her with a better job and money to support her children. We pray, Lord, for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry. Uh, Lord, help them all to grow in the faith. We pray not only for these few, but for the thousands who have believed in you through the preaching of your glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for them. We pray for these Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Marion. We pray for Irfan. We pray for Marion. We pray for Carla. We pray for Rajan. We pray for Thelma. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ through the preaching of the whole counsel of God. We pray for Kwabi, Dixon, Teresa, Suzette, Anna, and all others, including the thousands who have done the same. 
In Jesus Christ's name we pray. We commit our souls into your hands as well. Let your will be done. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for a sake. Amen. And dear friend, if you missed the preaching of the gospel, remember these words from Jesus Christ who said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Church membership, church service, giving money to the church, none of that will save you. No religious work will save you. Simply believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. And pray a simple prayer for the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'll be glad to lead you right now. If you want to be saved from the power of your ugly sins and from the power of uh, and the punishment of that awful place called hell, a place of torment where Jesus said, the fire shall never be quenched. And Jesus Christ cannot lie. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked sinner for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that he died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Now, dear friends, if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live, I'll be back with you <coughs> tomorrow night. Pardon me. Tomorrow morning for one service and then tomorrow night for another service. If the Lord should tarry his coming and we live, uh, starting around 11 o'clock Central Time or thereabouts, and tomorrow night around 7 o'clock uh, Central Time uh, or thereabouts, um, by the grace of God. And uh, until then, you pray without ceasing. Please include me in your prayers. And uh, as we're here praying for you and uh, willing to pray for you, pray without ceasing. 
Make sure you read the Word of God as well. Pray and read the Word of God, then obey the Word of God. Do those three things. Remember the motto of the Marines. Simplify. Always faithful. Remember the, remember the motto of the Air Force. Simple Supra. Always above. Keep your heart and mind stayed on God and on Jesus Christ. And God will keep you in perfect peace. And one of the best ways to keep your mind stayed on God is to obey the many commands to pray without ceasing, to pray always. Men are always to pray and not to faint. Uh, continue instant in prayer and so forth. God bless you, dear friends, as the music plays. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow morning.